Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Jennifer Maracus of The Focal Point, coming to you from Poland, Ohio. Jennifer, what's going on? How are you today? Yes. Hi. Thank you for so much for having me. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, the Focal Point has been around since about 2010. So this is not a new business by fitness industry standards. We have surpassed all industry averages for longevity. But for context here, Jennifer, why don't you tell us a little bit about the focal point? When you describe this business or this gym to people, what are you talking about? Uh, the focal point, to in a nutshell, is a boutique that helps customize clients' needs whether or not they need some help with training, they need help with nutrition, we offer massage therapy, we have customized supplements, whatever is easy for what a client needs for their special purpose. Let's say that I have a client that calls me that needs just to be held accountable, you know, and say, hey, you know, I'm gonna you know, customize a plan to what their needs are, whether they need to stay in shape or they need to, you know, work on some of their nutrition needs, whether or not they have diabetes, or they just generally want to get stronger and have a better, you know, control of those options, you know, in addition to the um, massage or some of the supplements. There's a lot of people don't know kind of like where to go. Sort of one-stop shop, mm-hmm, if you yes. will. Yeah. Our industry, health and fitness, there's so much information out there on the internet and there's so much misinformation out there on the internet. So people being able to go to you guys as a trusted resource across these different modalities, tremendously valuable as a service. I want to, from a business standpoint, Jennifer, kind of work through this backwards. I want to look to to the future and where you guys want to go long-term and then you and I can kind of figure out what needs to happen to bring that to reality. And so we've been doing this for, for 12 years now, big picture, this thing moving forward, next handful of years or, or beyond that, where do you see this business? What's your goal long-term? My, my goal long-term for it is to find a few people that I could possibly help and take over for me and help me so that I could franchise the business off. And that, that's uh, where I'd, okay. I'd like to kind of find someone who has some of the knowledge base and the drive and the more of the holistic approach. And that, that like you has that it's not just a one-time shop, you know, has a well-experienced background on that, that if I could, you know, relocate to another area and help more people and branch off more so in person, more so than virtually. And that I've done some virtual through the pandemic, which has helped kind of keep the business going. But I find a lot right now, like the hands-on that it's personalized and custom to what their specific needs are. Sure. And so uh, that's fun. I like this conversation. It's an ambitious goal. My experience is that people looking to go the franchise route, the licensing route, even if they keep ownership of multiple locations, typically the hardest step is one to two, right? Two and beyond, we can 
pretty much replicate success, but going from one to two is no shortage of challenges and hurdles. And like you said, we need to, we need to find the staff, the team to put in place because there's only one Jennifer, correct? Right. Correct. Right. Okay. Well, let's, well, let's go down that route because that's fun. Um, from an acquisition standpoint, I would assume that multiple locations in the future, we want to have reliable systems to get people in the doors to be customers for you guys so far, at least referencing the, the typical one-on-one type demographic, what's been working from a marketing standpoint for you guys to attract the, the people that you're looking for? Right now, the main attraction here, I honestly can tell you is word of mouth through the current clientele and them telling their success stories to others, you know, whether or not it's a little bit through social media and also representing, you know what I mean? Them just going out and about and like being confident and strong in their decision-making and being healthy, you know, throughout yeah. all of that. And so the majority of this has come from what we would refer to as referrals or, or word of mouth, people, current clients sharing it with their friends, their family, their coworkers, whoever that happens to be. Have you guys ever put money into to formal advertising or has this been entirely organic? Uh, honestly, the first probably six to 12 months opening, I did test a few of those. I, I had some walk-in traffic that I already had coming in that had said, oh, I had saw your ad or got the mail in, in the mail. You know, it's a nice, you know, photo or of the facility and that, but more of mine has been word of mouth with current clients that have been coming in year after year. And then I actually have them give me some insight on where they've come from, meaning helping a client who's working on some nutrition that may have diabetes or may need to, let's say they're referencing menopause and they're needing to find if there's any food related sources to that. I actually have sent some thank yous and some of my business cards to their doctors or their friends through that. And I've gotten that as another additional referral source. So I'm using one to roll off a second, which will lead to a third, you know, then I said, it's, it's, it's cool. Cause I actually have a scenario just recently where I have a um, local priest who had come in and I say that I'm supposed to call him by his first name <laughs> and not a priest, but he had come in and just needed to get healthy. And his main purpose wasn't more so to do weightlifting in the gym. It was to help him with his diabetes. And so he had signed up and had been working with me for roughly like three to four months. And I hear from a current client that I have that I am the talk of his um, sermon on Sunday, <laughs> that, I, that I'm the nutrition Nazi. The and ultimate I was form like, of advertising. Oh, correct. Right. And when you have a you know, priest telling his whole parish, okay, I need to go over here. I can honestly tell you, I may have had just in the last year, at least 12 referrals just from that client and that and it's one too that he would keep on them even if they didn't see me he'd still see them and be like oh you stop doing that you need to go back so I mean that that, that telling their stories just makes it so that it's more like I call it a focal point it's really the focal point family yeah And, and so word of mouth I mean anybody that has a fitness business will take all kinds of word of mouth leads they're typically a really really qualified culture fit it's a, it's a good client that we're willing to sign on. 
my experience is that it's not tremendously consistent or controllable. It kind of goes with the seasonality of fitness. We get three, four, five referrals one month, and we may not get another for a handful of months after that. Do you think in, in the pursuit of expanding the focal point to multiple locations in the future, do you think that some sort of formal marketing or formal advertising will be necessary as you grow this thing? That's a tough question. And I, I agree with you. I think a lot of people kind of cut back when it comes up upon just like how we have now, we call it the Bermuda Triangle, where we have Halloween running into Thanksgiving, running into Christmas. And people would tend to kind of cut back something that is special like this, but knowing that they need it, I think more and more health-wise people are sticking with it, but you will have those that'll come around and be like, oh, I want to get started right after the holiday, you know, New Year's yeah. resolution time. I want to have a deal. And like, I, I don't do too many deals as I have current clientele. I feel like I would have to offer it to all of them. Yeah. And that's, believe you me, know, that's when not it's what I'm suggesting. Where, I don't want you to discount what yeah, you do at an, all. And, True. It would be an investment in your health. Right. You know, more right. so. So if, if people were, you know, would go there for the cyclical, I think that's always. Okay. And, and so potentially a solution, right? Could we revisit it when we go from one location to multiple? Sure. Right. In terms of a sales process, uh, Jennifer, for you guys, when someone reaches out, wherever the, the lead is coming from, Tell me a little bit about the process for that person to go from a lead to eventually a now paying client. Who are they speaking with and, and what does that conversation typically entail? Normally when I have a lead that gives me a call, I, I start with meeting them in person and having just a basic assessment where I'll meet with them and review what they're looking for. Or are they looking to come in and they want to lose weight or they're looking to come in and they want to start an exercise program. So I'll do a preliminary assess with them, with them and see what their goals are and then set up their sales on which direction that they want to take. Some want to do everything. Will they start with working on their nutrition and some of the gym? I want to kind of see like where their mindset focuses with it, especially with how like some of the marketing is now where there's a lot of like fad programs where they're like, oh, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. I'm going to do this for like eight to 10 weeks. I'm looking for more lifestyle change and longevity with it. Yeah, understood. And, and it's for the, the service that you provide, it needs to be a little bit more in-depth of a conversation, right? We need mm -hmm. to be able to tailor this to the needs and the wants of the person sitting across the table from us. I assume that this is a relatively higher ticket item based on the time investment involved in it. What do you guys do if somebody can't particularly afford training like this? Do we have any kind of like group training offer or something that we could resort to if, they, if the one-on-one -on -one service isn't right for them? Right now, it, it depends on more so that specific client themselves. I've tried a few of the classes here in years past and when the pandemic hit with COVID and the distance role had kicked in a lot, we're kind of stepping back from being in the room with some of those. So if they haven't done any of that, I have offered where they'll do like a half session 
you know, for slightly less. I have some that have some that would do it at home. So if I know that they're, they know the understanding with some of the gym and I would do some hands-on with them in the facility, I could write them a program they'd work on for a month. And then they would just do like a weekly check-in with me via phone, email, or text to let me know that they're working on it. I think the accountability part is what is hitting home these days for a lot of people that even if you did, and let's say that you did a monthly commit with, with me for slightly less because you couldn't afford that. At least I know that you're working on that. And I find if they put a little bit of their funds forward for that, they would do it more, more so than them not. That, that check-in is, is key for a lot, you know, is to be able to let someone know that they're doing that. Yeah, sure. And, and so we're, we're solid in the product, right? It sounds like the value is there tremendously retention is really a, a tried and true challenge in the one-on-one -on -one space because for each new client we sign up this is a big increase in income but for each client that we lose this is also a big hit in income how has that played out for you guys over the years how have we been able to to maintain the clients that we worked with for the long haul oh that's a tough one and I have to say that I, I agree with what you had said. The retention there is what's hard is that I can tell you right now, if somebody in 12 years, I've had somebody for seven years that has been committed with it, but then I could lose too. Like you said, when, you know, the shutdown happens and they're not focused with any of that, you know, I just, I, I focus on those that are there and make sure that they're doing all they can to get the results they can. They'll, you know, often mention a referral to another client. And I, I do a lot of check-ins, you know, like I'll put a post out there on Facebook or I'll go on to Instagram and I'll talk to them. I'm a thank you card person. So I'll send that out. I may have lost them over that time, but I reach out here and there on so many that I do have that personal connection with. Sometimes they just need that push to come back do and then there's more you know people crossing the doors I, I have a good connection with a lot of people in our area that often what my husband and I'll get we're getting a lot more of the younger generation that their parents were here with us and we opened the doors you know 12 years ago the kids used to be sitting at the kitchen and that watching their parents that were in the gym and now the kids are here and the parents are at home so it, it's a buildup from years past where I'm just looking through, you know, how many are here and they often, you know, just get into a lull and need that push back again, you know, to get back on there, you know, so that, that, that connection with the client is really what's key. Yeah. I, I think you guys are spot on and, and it's a, it's a challenge that the whole industry deals with. This is not unique to you guys in any sense, but it'll be, it'll be fascinating to see how we, shape that as we go and, and grow beyond just yourself in this one location. Revisit that with me. We talked finding some staff and, and finding some team members to, to help you take this over so that you could buy back some of your time to grow this. What's the timeline in your mind for that, Jennifer? How, how close are we to, to being able to hand this thing off? Timeline, I would say currently five to 10 years. Okay, so you know, there's- I'm always, yeah, it's, it's soon, you know, and I say that because I want to have others, you know, come in and 
try to walk the path that I'm, you know, walking with them. So I'm always reaching out to just different areas and different colleges and schools and stuff that I have in the area here just to see where they would like to go. A lot don't know the path that they want to take and that whether or not they're going into business or they're going into training. I had initially gone into the business background myself and got into, you know, competition for bodybuilding. And that led me to meeting a nutrition franchise owner and that where I'd had to flip the switch, had my savings and kind of just ran with it down another Avenue. And like, I find a lot of newer people that are getting into the industry don't have all of the knowledge base that I feel like I've gained over the years that I want to kind of reach out to them and let them know that it's not just a one way that there's other parts to it that it would really help them grow and expand further if they knew that that's one thing that I had a little trial and error with when I first got started and I went for different certifications but I have a lot more of them under my belt which I didn't have day one and I find that the more well-rounded that I was with all of that knowledge has helped me grow yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I don't even think it's limited to the fitness and the, the service side of things. I would take that a step further for most gym owners to have to learn things like marketing and sales and operations and finance to be more well-rounded as a business owner, as well as a practitioner. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Jennifer, that's a pretty good place for us to start to wrap up our conversation. But before we do that, I want to save a couple of minutes for you to be able to tell people where they could learn more about the focal point. Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can people go? Yes, there is a website, www.thefocalpointco.com. And that, um, without the M, there is some information that is out there. We also do advertise through um, Facebook and I'm currently on Instagram and that, and you could search my business name. You could also search my name as the competitor and you'll be able to reach out to me through that. I do do virtual. I have some clients currently that have relocated from Ohio locally to just to Tennessee and to uh, Florida, especially with a hurricane and that, that have met me here and have gone there. So it's helpful to kind of have that connection that could be reached through any of those sources. That's tremendous. Connect with Jennifer and the Focal Point team on one or more of those platforms. Jennifer, this has been a bunch of fun. I really appreciate any business owner that's willing to, to share an inside look into what they do and, and identify both what's going well and, and where are we still chipping away and working to improve as a business. So I can't thank you enough for your time. I'm excited to see what the future holds for you and I wish you nothing but the best in that venture. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of your help today. It was very nice. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. 
You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show are Rachel and Jake from Body Planners in Sheffield, UK. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Well, good, thanks. Yeah, well, thank you. thanks for having us on. Of course, excited to have you guys here. Can you just give us a quick elevator pitch of Body Planners, who you guys are, what kind of service do you guys provide so that our listeners really understand your business model as we do a deep dive on it today? Uh, basically, we're a small personal training and group training uh, venue in Sheffield offering results that people can measure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, a results-based kind of personal training, semi-private training studio. Um, and that's what you guys focus heavily on. Um, and I'm excited to kind of dive into that a little bit deeper today. So kind of the best way for us to make ourselves valuable to the listeners would kind of be to start with that end goal in mind and kind of work our way backwards through different ideas and maybe some industry best practices, I guess we can call them, um, to figure out the most efficient way for you guys to get there and make it happen. So, you know, no matter who you are listening to this show, if you're a gym owner, you probably have some goals that you're looking to achieve and maybe you can relate to Rachel and Jake and their story. So Rachel, Jake, if I were to hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for your business came true. First things first, how many locations would you have? Do you want just one body planners or do you want this to be, you know, everywhere? Um, to be honest, initially a multi-venue uh, venture is what we had in mind at, at first, but um, this obviously the business model and the business plan we came up with all came about pre-pandemic and we were working towards that. Um, but when COVID hit, obviously, it slowed us down somewhat. So we're back down to, well, not back down to where we started, but, you know, certainly not where we were pre-pandemic. So we're looking to just work back towards that and, you know, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't write another uh, venue off. But at the same time, everything's got to be spot on with the business model and the venue that we're already operating. Gotcha. That's totally fine. I think a lot of people can really resonate with that idea where like maybe initially they wanted to be multi-location worldwide, but have found that like with just one location, they can be just as successful. So, you know, within your one location, how many members or clients would be ideal for you guys and how far away are you from achieving that kind of uh, membership or client goal? Mm, I think, I don't know. I think, I think, I don't, I wouldn't want it to be huge because right. if you, if you make it really, really big, then you lose the person, personal side of it. Um, I would say between 50 and 60 group training at different times of the day and personal training wise, I don't like to have sort of more than 10, 15 people just because it's managing that. And then I, I, I still want to have my time as well. Um, I don't want to be working 24-7. There's certain right. days that I like, because that's the one thing that the pandem pandemic did for me is I was, before the, the pandemic, I was working every day 
and I was probably doing a little bit too much. Whereas I'm probably at the moment not where I ought to be, but that's my choice. Mm. But I know that we can scale it back up. Uh, and that's that's probably my goal for next year is to probably do a little bit more than I'm doing now. But it's taken for us to get to this stage where things are starting to settle down again. You know, they're not talking about lockdowns or anything else. And it's, it's, it is more settled, which is and the other thing is we're wanting to work on um, doing the fitness abroad. We've just done our first fitness holiday abroad with um, a group of 15 people. And the plan is next year that we're going to do that um, at least twice. Okay, I got you. So, you know, it sounds like you guys are in the position where you would like to grow a little bit, but you don't want it to cost you a ton of extra time um, because you want to still do things that bring you enjoyment outside of training clients. Is that, does that sound about right? Yeah. Well, yeah. it is for me. Think it is for you yeah, well. it's like anything. It's it's about maximizing the time that we're putting in. Don't mind putting time into you know into building and developing a product. It's it's just how viable that obviously is. Yeah. So right now in the group training side of things, how far away are you from that 50, 60 client kind of goal? Um we're probably down to half, but the reason for that is because we don't operate. We we operate one group session every day at the moment, and we alternate that from mornings and nights. Whereas before, um, again pre-pandemic, we were literally Monday to Thursday, two group sessions every day, uh, and sat Saturdays as well. So we're running half the amount of classes uh, or sessions as it is. Um, so, you know, as a reflection, we're only catering for half the amount of people as well. Um, I, I don't think it would be too difficult to make that step, but obviously we've got to do that when the time's right and, and when it's best for us and the best for everybody else to get the best out of our products. Definitely. Like we wouldn't want to add an extra class to your schedule unless you know that it was going to be filled up or else it's yeah. kind of at that point a waste of your time. Um, no, with with our group training, we've run a few different formats. We've you know we made a step up into like the unlimited world to compete with the bigger gyms where you can pay like a nominal fee and have access to literally fifty classes a week. So you know we've had all them those challenges to overcome. But what we found when we did that is that it it would encourage some of our own clients to kind of commit to a session on the Monday and think well there's one on Tuesday morning so I'll miss that one out and turn up. You know, usually Tuesday afternoon by the time it comes around. So it actually made people move around a lot more within our own business, which wasn't necessarily ideal for ourselves either. Yeah, I got that. So, you know, let's kind of talk about the process of, you know, finding the clients to, to utilize this space um, to, to take your classes. I think that out of everybody that I talk to, that is an area that people see as a key challenge. And so I like to hear what different people are doing um, to kind of provide some ideas. So for you guys, um, what does that process look like? How do you get new clients in the front door, either for personal training or for the group training side of things? We get a, a, the, the majority of the um, personal training comes through Google because when people um, Google personal training in your area, we do come up quite high. Okay. Uh, so we do get we get leads from um, Google 
We've done Facebook advertising. We sort of let that go a little bit during the pandemic. Yeah, post-pandemic, we've not advertised at all. We've, a lot of a lot of the clients that we've got at present are word of mouth, so the people that have trained with us, who've passed our number on. Um, we've got some really good reviews throughout either at Facebook and on the website. Um, it, a lot of ours at the moment, I say, is, is purely by people just recommendation mm. um, we are looking at sort of going back into doing some more facebook advertising but the only thing is facebook are making it really difficult now because they're um we might have to move into another room because they're making too much noise outside i, um, I, can't, hear I can't hear it on my side it's oh, so. all right um yeah so we, we facebook are sort of making it more difficult now for advertising um you've got to have sort of things put embedded into your website because of the cookies thing and so we've we have we have had some success with facebook in the past but it's going to be one of those areas that we'll have to test because i, I know it's changed an awful lot um it has changed for sure and you know but, it's good that you recognize that it has changed however like in 2022 that is the most effective way for us to grow our businesses but it takes time to figure out how to get that to work. Mm -hmm. um, when you guys were running, you know, ads on Facebook back, you know, pre-pandemic, were you getting a return on investment from those? Like, was it worth your time and money? Yeah, we used to, we used to probably to cover the cost of the advertising. Um, you'll always get when you advertise anything, you'll, you'll, we, we've put sort of leaf finder sheets out and you'd get, you could get 40 or 50 lead finder sheets. But the thing is, what we found with, um, certainly with a lot of clients, is the first thing you ask is, how much is it? What is it going to cost me? They don't think about the fact that they'll go out for a meal and for the cost of a night out, they can do group training for a month. But right. they just see that as an amount and go, oh, well, I'm not, I can get a gym membership for, I don't know. Back then it was probably $9.99. Uh, it's not the same now, obviously, no, because things things have been, you know, everything's gone up in price. Uh, we've just done a price increase, but it's not it's not a massive amount, and it's certainly, you know, it, it's we've sort of held our prices back purely so that you know we know that things are tough, right, right. You've still got to cover your own yeah, costs that, as well. That's the big thing for us, obviously. We've gone from the pandemic where distancing was an issue and now we're in a crisis where, you know, financially, where we're still trying to get people through the other side to be able to live, you know, healthy and active lifestyle without absolutely blowing their bank balance to bits, basically. Yeah, and I think it's hard for a lot of people too. Like, generally, they if they're not a fitness person and they see a gym membership for $10 versus a gym membership for like a hundred dollars and they don't know the difference, they're going to choose the cheaper one. But what they don't realize is the cheaper one isn't going to give them the value and help yeah. them see the results that they're looking to achieve. Well, what um, they, do, they, they join the gym, they go in, they'll faff around on machines. They might have an induction with somebody. They'll be given a basic, um, gym program to follow I mean we've seen it in the gyms that we've been in before where we, we had those one girl and she well Jake known her for six years and she was still doing the same gym program she'd been given six years before because they don't realize that that needs to change 
you can't do well you know yourself you, you can't do the same gym session for six years and expect that you're going to change the way you look right um and you just you just see people that, that you know in especially coming up to january you'll say oh you know new year new me and they'll do it for two or three months and then it's like oh That's well it, well yeah oh and then it's oh well i want to go on holiday or oh what's some nights out oh i could spend that on something else because mm. uh, I was watching a program the other night, and it was a it was a DJ that was on one of the shows in uh, the UK, and he said he, he had a trainer for three months, and he said to the trainer, you know, I've, I've I've had a trainer for three months. Why am I not losing weight? And he said because your diet's rubbish. You need to change your diet. You can't just change the way you move. You've got to change it all. And what we try to do is we try to educate people quite um slowly so for the first month it may be that they just do the training they will get a result because they've changed their activity but in that month they've got to get into the mindset of they're going to have to change the way they eat um i mean i've had i've got a client who she was struggling for, with the weight for years and i said to her you know what do you think the problem is she says well when i have a piece of cake I have that piece of cake, and then I think, well, I've had that piece of cake, so then I have another piece of cake, she says, and then I'll have something else. And she says, and then I just can't get back onto it. I says, so what if I said to you, you can have the cake, so long as you go back to eating normally or to, to eating healthily, it kind of, that cake didn't matter. Mm. And just by doing that for her, now she says, oh, I, I, I get it now. So she right. still has a cake, but, but, but she just doesn't have as much. Right. It's getting people to realise that they've not got to be guilty for, for having one blip in the diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely see that. And I think in my, you know, I'm in the group fitness, the personal training space as well. And we just have to get people to see that this is the experience they're going to get with us. We're going to teach them how to live like a healthy, sustainable lifestyle by adding in health and fitness. But if they go to the normal gym, they're probably going to end up frustrated after, you know, a month or even less and end up in the same position that they were when they were originally looking for a gym. So through our advertisement and the way that we um, put ourselves out there, we have to be able to show off that, you know, we're a little bit different, um, but kind of want to, you know, make sure we have time for a few different topics here today. My next question for you guys is, Within the business, what would you consider to be your biggest bottleneck? So your biggest business-related challenge um, that you're facing, and what would you say that you guys are doing to overcome that? Um, to be honest, again, we are purely back down to the cost of living and and um, trying to show off the value that people are going to get when they're reluctant to spend money um that that is certainly one of the bigger challenges it's home it's bigger than the pre well the going into the pandemic challenge of you know trying to maintain a business um which we obviously successfully did um but obviously we're looking at ways um you know that we can meet uh the people that we want to appeal to you know sort of halfway um so like so so we can provide training um, and nutritional advice on terms that they're sort of agreeable by. Um, and that, that is, like I say, the only kind of thing that we're up against, I think, at the minute. Yeah. 
we're in a good place for advertising. It, as I say, it's just getting everything in the right place and just getting ready to click go. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like kind of building out the right systems and everything like behind everything that we do that aren't going to cost us a bunch of extra time. Like ideally we can help more people and make more money without it costing us, you know. I think you're quite lucky when you've got the the group training because we, we've got, we've both had clients in the past that have sort of said, oh, you know, I'm struggling yeah. to pay for personal training and they've gone into the group training. And sometimes you've got people you, go the other way. Yeah, you've got, you've got people that have been group training that maybe have a specific goal that they want to do. I mean, Jake certainly had a few where they've gone into, I know one one in particular, I remember coming to talk to me about group training and she she just said, oh, I just want to get a bit fitter. I've run a bit and she's doing half marathons and stuff now. So she's it's changing the goal. So the group training was a start for her and then she's obviously progressed to personal training. And then you've got your clients who maybe personal train, the financial financial side of their lives change and they need to have a break from personal training so they'll drop to group training um but we it's very very rare that you lose somebody completely Mm -hmm. right so you know where do you see this thing going like what are some of the things that you need to focus in on right now to make your dreams and your goals a reality here moving forward it's it's I think it's showing people the value of and making people see that, you know, you, you, it's, it's where you, your body's worth investing in. We've just come out of a pandemic where people have died and they've died because of the, the, um, the health not being so great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, we've had people that have had COVID quite seriously and they sort of said, oh, you know, I need to do something about it. And that's where the value is in investing in yourself and maybe doing personal training if you can we'll always say look personal training is about you but if if you can't do the personal training then the group training is it's you know it's, it's the next best thing because right. you are in a small group you have got the back i mean we're quite fortunate that they all support each other as well i mean a lot of them have become friends we've got we've got some clients who become friends <laughs> even though they've not trained together so mm-hmm. What um what do you feel like you guys can do to get people to see that value? What can you do differently to 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 increase that value? I I think the problem we have is we don't we don't probably shout about how how much success we've had because mm-hmm. it's you you're you're asking your clients to sort of say what's and all this is where I was this is where I am now um. And because they're your big, they're the your, your biggest advertisements are your biggest successes. Um, because they are there, but you've just got to it, it's it's encouraging people to share that with others, because I think that you're only as good as what you, where you've been and what you've done. Yeah, it's yeah. funny where value is concerned because obviously different people take different you know, they see value differently, um, certainly where the group's concerned, because even though, like, on mass, generally, they all want to achieve the same thing, but they've all got, like, the unique set of circumstances, so that can make training people in a group environment a little bit tricky with people's abilities uh, and barriers slightly different. Um, personal training is obviously a lot easier on that sense, because it is just on a one-to-one basis, but um, I mean, we 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 do retain people really well, and we do keep people inside the body planners uh, brand and umbrella as such really well. 
Um, but as, as I say, we've not advertised for literally two years. The last bit of advertising we did was when the first lockdown came um, and we were looking to try and grow and develop through that. Um, we're not massive online anyway, but obviously because of COVID, we were kind of forced that way and we still managed to cherry pick a few people into a, um, a way of training throughout that. We put kits together using the suppliers that we used to develop the, the brand itself. Um, and we managed to get it out there just in time to keep people going. So. Well, that we, we got closed down on the Friday and we ordered, I don't know if it was 20, 30, no, I think about near, nearly 30 kits yeah. on the Saturday to get the kits out to clients with that personal training, group training, people we'd, be, we'd met at other gyms because we were on Facebook Live because we, we just wanted to help everybody that we'd sort of, our paths had crossed with over the years. I mean, I had one girl message me she went, I ain't got a cattle, kettlebell can I swing a, a, a bag of cat litter and I said well if it weighs something then yeah that's what she did so they they, they had act, they, they didn't feel completely on their own so we had Facebook live going was that going twice two three times a day uh, yeah. we were doing stuff yeah, on there to, just to keep people going we got groups. Pilates group everything going um what else did we do we did all sorts. Yeah, um, bits of cooking stuff as well. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, we had a we had a WhatsApp group, and people were stuck because obviously people were struggling to find certain things, and there were a support group there. So when people, you know, when people weren't weren't feeling so great, they'd got that. That we did we did daft quizzes. We did all well. I, I, well, I did. We did all sorts of stuff just so that they they felt that they weren't completely on their own. Uh, so it wasn't just the fitness side of things it was the mental side of things as well yeah um I think like those types of things that we were all able to do to like kind of evolve and uh when when the world changed um we acted and we acted really really quick and no matter who we are we had to make some changes to our business if we're in this industry through it and that's the main thing well, we actually came but I think we came out probably stronger mm -hmm. Certainly, we'd learned new things because I remember going on to thinking I've got to do fitness on Facebook Live. This is just completely alien to me, but we did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what piece of advice would you give to somebody who maybe would just open up their own personal studio, personal training studio today? Like, what would you share with them? Remain flexible and don't be scared to change your plans. Because yeah. that's the only way, really, that you can, you know, things change all the time. Circumstances change all the time. You can, you know, you, you can be sat on a really strong business model and a really strong business in itself one minute. And then, you know, next breath, half your clients turn around. So I've been made redundant or, you know, you're just as unstable. As you, you're just like, you know, cogging the machine slightly differently to how other people work, obviously, but initially you rely on them going to work because that's your income it just goes goes around so by remaining flexible and always having some sort of contingency plan it just helps you uh move along if you need to and, and get the next thing moving yeah you have to you have to be flexible if the past three years have taught us anything it's that you have to be able to bend and evolve so i appreciate you sharing that where can our listeners go if they want to follow you guys online uh, we're at, on Facebook, we're Body Planners, um, and on I'm going to have to look on Instagram because I can't remember. Body Planners 11, isn't it? It's Body Planners, I think, so I'll have a look. I need to switch account. <laughs> I think Charlie changed it. 
No, it's just body planners. Oh, oh no, it's, bo it's body underscore planners. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Easy enough for us to find body underscore planners. Oh, and on Facebook, it's body, it's just body planners. Perfect. I think it's body planners, personal training studios. That's it. It's, that just shows you how much I've not been on Facebook recently. Yeah. Um, thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Jake, for being here today, for sharing some info about body planners, who you guys are, where you're going to go, how you're going to get there. I appreciate your insight. Listeners, if you tuned in today, thank you so much. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Freddie from Ultimate Boxing Fitness out of North Finchley in the UK. Hey, Freddie, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm very, very good. Nice meeting you, Hannah. Nice to meet you, too. I'm excited to have you on. Um, before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run Ultimate Boxing Fitness, first, tell us a little bit about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Okay, so I, as I said, I'm not a gym owner per se. I've worked out of gyms, um, but I would say I'm quite an integral part of the gym. Um, so just to give you a tiny background, as, as I was saying, the I'm a I've been a personal trainer for over twenty years, um, and from personal training. As you kind of get older, you want to maximize your, let's call it your hourly rate, which is whereby I started to think, okay, how can I increase my hourly rate? And the only way I could see it, but um, see it, um, was by running classes and getting multiple people to pay me um, a sum at the same time and therefore maximize my hourly rate. Um, so that's what I've been trying to achieve. So I have maintained still doing personal training. So I have probably about 10 personal training clients, um, but my focus is really the class side of things and the professional boxing side of things. So those are my two main focuses. So that's what, where I started. 
Gotcha, I love that. So you started just as a personal trainer and then you saw a way to make more money, help more people at the same time. So you kind of introduced that group class, group class aspect. That's awesome. Yeah. Very, very smart. Um, okay, so I would love for you to describe um, Ultimate Boxing Fitness to someone who's never heard of it before. How do you describe it to someone new that's looking into it? Okay, it's a boxing class which is based around uh, um, true boxing. So you, you get a lot of um, boutique style boxing where they hit the bags and there's no real style, there's no real technique. Whereas what I do, because I'm a professional coach, I'm a sticker for technique or for doing things correctly and ultimately the techniques and the drills that I demonstrate and teach will work in the boxing ring not on the street please people <laughs> don't try this at home all right but um so you know a lot of my guys have gone on to fight um previously so it shows that it does work so we do have contact you know it starts off light contact and then it gets heavier and then we go you know from body sparring to full full contact head body sparring as as a boxer would do awesome i love that that you focused on technique that's i think that's really important a lot of times people just kind of neglect that especially like you said in the boutique studios and then it leads to injuries and not fun. Exactly, exactly. You got it. Um, okay, so, so yeah, you're offering group classes and personal training still, working with some professional boxers still. That leads me into my next question is how many current members are you serving right now? So I missed that. How many? How many current members are you serving now? Okay, so my class is on a pay-as-you-go basis. Um I, what I do is I put people into a WhatsApp group. So the WhatsApp group is 70 plus, 75 plus strong at the moment, but not all of them are truly active. Um, but out of that group of 75, I get a consistent 15 to 20 people attending every class. At this present moment in time, um, I'm trying not to jump on people's backs to be there. I want them to be there only if they really want to attend. Um, so, I, as I said, the, the most I've ever had is 20 people at any one class, and that's that's growing month month by month. Uh, I want to get up to 40 or 50, and hopefully, once I get there, that that's 30 is kind of my what I'll call my, okay, I can take a breather and then I can add a day to the two days which I currently serve. And because my two classes are midweek, I know when I open a weekend day, there are some people that will find that a lot easier. So I'll expect that to be a more popular class and more regularly. Okay, great. Yeah, so you have about 20 per class right now. You want to get closer to 40 to 50. Um, yep. but 30 is like that short-term goal that you have. That's awesome. What are you doing right now to get more clients into your classes? Okay. So there's a few strategies, if you want to call it. Um, so the person that helps me, um, he's actually one of my members. 
So Parish Picks, you know, give him a little uh, um, promo. Um, he does a lot of things with, in fact, I think he's studying social media in some guys. And so he asked me to go onto um, TikTok, onto um, YouTube, onto um, uh, what's, what's it, on Instagram. And he wants me to go onto Twitter. Now I'm, I'm an old, I'm, I feel like I'm old, uh, I'm an old man when it comes to all these things, although Parrish is a similar age to me. In terms of my social media, true prowess, I know nothing. But having learned, sometimes when I speak to people, I, I'm starting to realise I, I know more than <laughs> people that I think should know more than me. Um, the other thing that I do, I try to promote from within. So there are times that I um, focus on the clients that I've got and I say, look, bring a friend and I'll give you a half price session, free session or whatever that is. And, you know, that works pretty well. Gotcha. So you rely on referrals and then also some social media. Um, yeah. What is like more like the bread and butter of how you get people in? Do you get more from referrals or do you find that social media has been more helpful for you? No, um, social media has actually been in this instance better. Um, prior to Parish, uh, one of my students, um, it was kind of 50-50 um, with regards to referrals and it, it was a slower 50-50. Whereas whatever he's doing and whatever he's done to my website, it has really picked up. Whereas there was a time I would say I would get an inquiry from the website and from social media at once every two weeks once maybe once a week if lucky whereas now four five six times a week people contact me i'm constantly answering emails and dms and people call me so you might as well say it's virtually daily you know i, I, I would say that i'd get something yeah, I'm so glad that you found social media to be a great, great tool. I mean, a lot of people get intimidated by it and like don't want to use it. Um, yeah. I know like, you've been a personal trainer for, you said, 25 years. So you're yeah. not a marketing expert, you're a personal training expert. So it can be yeah. kind of hard to switch gears and go into marketing. Absolutely. But I'm glad you found success in um, social media. It's like a skill you have to learn like anything else. Um, yeah. Talking about social media, are you just posting like organic content and people are like gravitating towards it or are you doing like paid advertising on social media um to i'm just doing organic stuff i want to say just every now and again I, I i boost a post and um pay but not really not i mean there was a time when i was at the previous place i was paying for advertising quite a lot and it seemed to kind of work and it draw a little bit more, but this time I've just been posting organically. Um, you just reminded me, uh, maybe I, I need to start paying, paying again and seeing if, if that increases the traffic. But um, no, I've been posting organically, organic stuff. And um, it's quite funny that a lot of my friends, um, you know, I walk in the street and go, oh, I saw your post. And I'm like, how did you see it? You know, and I, 
the amount of friends that have said, oh yeah, keep posting, you're posting regularly, I like your classes. And I'm like, oh wow, I hadn't realised that people that I can't see that are looking at me are looking at me. Yeah, social media is a great tool. Like we don't even realize we can reach people that are just like sitting on their couch through their phones. Like we could be reaching mm. people in your area, um, miles around you that can come in. So yeah, social media is a great tool for that. Yeah. Um, next question would be about your space specifically. Like how many square feet are you working with? And do you lease the space? How does that work? No, okay. So um, as I said, I'm one of the coaches of the gym and so I pay a monthly rent so it's kind of loosely based on there's a kind of fixed fee but for my personal training I also kind of pay per head as well so um so it's a mixture of the two we've come to an agreement that we've got a kind of minimal payment and we've got a maximal payment so the better I do, you know, I hit a ceiling and then that's it. So right now I'm kind of halfway between the bottom and top. Perfect. So your overhead is just some rent and then you could be putting um, money into social media ads. Is that something that you think you'll do again in the future is paid advertising? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, because it does get it out there and for whatever reason, like I said, um, the guy Parrish who'd helped me, um, he has got me to the point where I put something out and daily something comes in. So if I actually, you know, do paid advertising, I suppose that it should work much better now. Yeah, yeah. I imagine if you're getting like that much traction through just an organic post, like boosting it, you're only going to see like a bigger return and more people yeah. asking about the definitely. Um, okay, let me ask you a question about growth. So let's say that you have 50 people per class, you have a trainer under you, and let's say you're doing like four or five classes a week. Tell me how your life, the business would look different for you if you were at 50. Oh my gosh, if, if I was doing four or five classes a week, and a couple of, probably a couple of trainers to, to cover. Um, I'm, it's kind of where I'd want to be in terms of financially and um, the ability to kind of, if you want to call it outsource, and, and that sort of um, regularity, I would definitely kind of have maybe two trainers and kind of oversee everything rather than be as active in the classes I am currently. Um, and then financially, it will just kind of put me where I used to be when I was at the top of the game in the personal training. So it will bring a similar income. Yeah, totally. I mean, the, if you have trainers under you and it's kind of more of like a self-sufficient business, then that just opens it up to you can help more people and then you can be a little bit more financially free. So yeah. it's definitely a great goal to have. And I think you're on your way there for sure. Um, tell me about once you have a member, how do you retain them? How do you keep them as a client long term? Well, OK, so what I do for my class is we've got a whatsapp group and every class i film a little bit of the class 
which is where the organic material comes from. And so even if people stop coming and don't take them out, don't take themselves out the group, they then see the growth, they then see the different people, they then see, for instance, one of the hardest things that I found was getting female participants. And I probably had 20 female participants, but only ever one or two come into the class at any one point. Um, so recently that seems to have grown. The most I've ever had was seven females in a class, which for me is like, whoa, you know? And so the female participants seeing that, they're like, oh, you know, we've got other girls here now. So that then attracts them to come back. So every now and again, um, and in fact, I, I need to do this pretty soon. We're, um, we're going to mail shop everybody. So we're trying to capture all the information. I've got their numbers so I can direct message them through the group. But I also want to message the ones that aren't active, probably, you know, start doing a pre-Christmas campaign, you know. Okay, eat your turkey, but come back and see me. And then get you your know? butt back in the gym, Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and every now and again, I just call people directly. You know, you know, just send them a message. Say, look, are you are you okay? Haven't seen you for a while. Is everything okay? And, you know, from a personal point of view. Yeah, definitely. Gotta keep them accountable. Sometimes people like just fall off, and they need that like kick in the butt from a coach that says like, "Hey, get back in here. The holidays are coming." Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So. But tell me what you wish you would have known before you started your own fitness business. Like if somebody was starting tomorrow, what would you tell them? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. You can be the best personal trainer in the world and you can, you can actually achieve the best results in the world. But if you've got no one in front of you, you, you can't put it into, into practice. So your sales is so important. Getting out there, getting your product known and getting your product seen and getting your results and record your results so that you've always got evidence to say, you know, you can, everyone's the best personal trainer in the world, right? But what have you got to back that up? What have you got to show? You know, everyone can see it can you show it and it doesn't always necessarily need to be like from you know your end result abs it doesn't necessarily need to be that for some people it's it might be a sporting goal can you hit a golf ball from 100 yards to 300 yards does that help or for some of my clients in the past where I was doing more personal training it was simply you know things like um one getting rid of diabetes lowering blood pressure uh, people that couldn't raise their arms in front of them and raise it above their head so if you understand what people's goals are um and you always need to be able to um empathize with them understand what their goals are you'll go much further than just thinking it's all about you know, who's the slimmest and best looking, longest hair or whatever it is. So uh, understand your client. I love that. Yeah. You got to listen to their needs and, you know, be an ally for them. And yeah. 
Yep, I love that. Well, Freddie, I think this is a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign off, tell everybody what your social media handles are. Where can we find you? Okay, so my social media, Instagram, and I believe uh, um, YouTube are either Ultimate Boxing Fitness or U Box Fit One. So that's the letter U, Box Fit, and Numeric One. Um, ultimateboxingfitness.co.uk and um, as well in my past I used to put on boxing promotions so look me up on uh, YouTube Simply Freddy One so uh, that's me in a nutshell (laughs) awesome thank you so much I appreciate your time and your contribution to the podcast today Um, but we look forward to seeing what you do in the future and to everybody who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you shortly. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.